Cheers to you, you Napa Valley lover, you. Today's show, we talk cocktails in the heart of wine country as I welcome one of the valleys. You know what? I'll say what just one of the greatest that I've encountered, one of the best mixologists that I know, Mr. Jason Withrow. He's on the show. He's really got a great story, and he feels it. He's on the track. He's in the groove. You know, once in a while, our in-studio announcer, Mr. Lauren Mole, mentions how fun it would be to have a webcam in the studio and make it into a webcast as well. And, you know, not a bad idea, but I'm much more about the theater of the mind, kind of let you come up with the images, conjure up in your imagination what's happening in the studio. But, but today, there was a point when Jason was talking about how being a bartender, a mixologist, crafting these drinks is his passion, his artistic output where I really wish you could have seen the look on his face. You could see the emotion in his eyes, and it was just amazing. It's obvious this guy is doing what he should be doing, and it's, it shows. I mean, he's one of the best. Go have him shake up or stir or pour a drink for you one of these days. Before we get to the show, I want to invite you to come visit us at Judd's Hill. We would love to see you. We're always showing folks a good time, and you should be one of those folks. We're on the Silverado Trail, the south end of Napa Valley, open daily. Give us a ring at 707-255-2332. Make a reservation and come on in. Visiting information is on our website, which is www.judshill.com. And while you're there checking that out, also look around at the wine. Put some in your shopping cart. Let us send you some good stuff. And because I want to thank you for being a loyal Judd's Napa Valley Show listener, type in JNVS, stands for Judd's Napa Valley Show, JNVS in lowercase letters upon checkout, and you will get 15% off of your entire wine order. Not a bad deal. The only way you can beat that is by being a member of our wine club. And all of that information is on our website as well. It's free to join. Tons of fun stuff happening all the time for our wine club members. Be a member. Come visit us. Say hey. Let's sip some wine together. Let's enjoy Napa Valley together. And then we'll go see Jason, and we'll enjoy a cocktail together. So have a blast, or several, with today's show. Get ready for another heapful of fascinating things to know from witty and intriguing people. On Judd's Napa Valley Show No stale script and no rehearsing Live from a Napa studio You may be that intriguing person On Judd's Napa Valley Show On Judd's Napa Valley Show Judd's Napa, Judd's Napa Valley Judd's Napa Valley Show And now, live from the 1440 KVON studio In the beautiful Napa Valley in the state of California, in the United States of America, Judd's Napa Valley Show is back on the air. I'm Lauren Mole, and here's your host, Chad Fingelstein. Good morning, Lauren. What top of the day, Judd. What an intro. Top of the day to you. That was amazing. Thanks so much. I think we just blew out the uh, speakers here in the studio. Uh-oh. <laughs> but we're all excited. We are back on the air. It's been three weeks. We're off for uh, holidays and break and all that good stuff. And now we're here. It's our first show of 2014. That's right. That's right. Have you been having a good uh, new year so far, Lauren? I have been. And I've been getting used to it, too. 
Oh, yes? Yes. Does it take a while, kind of like when you get into a cool pool? You know, after a while, uh, yeah, it feels good, and you yeah, get up to a certain a point. And... Yeah, it kind of takes a while. Okay, so what's going on? What what uh, what have you been getting used to? Well, um, we just started rehearsals for The Sound of Music in Sonoma. It, the production is not until May, however. Oh, I, I, I didn't even know where that you had auditioned. What, uh, what role are you going to be playing? This is exciting news. Um, You're hearing it here first, folks. Lauren Mole, back on the stage. That's right. Uh, in, in Sonoma, that is. Of course. Broadway-bound kids. Um, yes. uh, yeah, that's where yes. you I, I think do I'm, your thing. Yes, I, I might be up. Max this time, and last time I was a ballroom dancer and a Nazi. I really enjoyed oh. the I I enjoyed I enjoyed the ballroom dancer part, but this time the Nazi part not so much. I'm just gonna let someone else be the Nazi. Oh, I'm not even sure I have a follow up for that, but I'm glad you're dancing. Let's put it that way. Oh, I am. And uh, what else? You doing any? Uh, uh, what am I trying to say? You you often find yourself at these festivals and sporting events, and you're singing, and you're on the Jumbotron. Any of that coming up? Well, speaking of that, I got another event with Everybody's a Star coming up on March 9th. Oh, is this going to be in an arena somewhere? Yes, it's going to be it really is? at Oracle Arena. No kidding. At okay. the Warriors game. This will be my second Warriors game. What will you be doing? Uh, I will be singing the national anthem with my other friends from Everybody's a Star. No kidding. Okay, give the date. Uh, it's going to be March 9th. March 9th. And this is at the Warriors' home game. Yes. So anybody can go online, get yes. tickets. Yes. Against the, I think it's the Phoenix Suns. And I'm sure. Yeah, that, yes, it is the Phoenix Suns. Great. And there's information at everybodystar.org? Yes, there is. Everybodystar.org. Find out about Lauren. I've got something to plug as well. Oh, please do. Well, thank you. It's your show. Oh, <laughs> thanks, Lauren. We've got a Valentine's party coming up at Judd's Hill, our family winery here in Napa. And it's, well, it's actually a couple days after Valentine's Day. But we call this, um, we're calling it our Valentine's because that's going to be the theme. This is funny, actually. I read a write-up on a Napa events website about this party. And it cracked me up. They they called it, oh, man. It, it said, Judd's Hill Valentine's Day pickup party. Yeah, you, you, can, you can talk. I mean, I haven't introduced you yet, but you can make comments, Jason. That's fine. See, that's funny in itself, right? But what they're getting at is it's for if you're a wine club member, you pick up your wine. Oh, okay. Yeah, you don't have to be a wine club member to come. It's, it's open to anybody who wants to come. But So I thought that was funny enough. You know, Valentine's, Judd's Hill Valentine's Pickup Party gives you an idea, kind of a funny idea. And then it says um, uh, delicious wine, great company. Uh, we are going to have uh, massages available, so mention that. And then it said, um, "All served with a healthy portion of Judd Love." <laughs> what? So yeah, people are going to read that and get uh, wow. a different impression of what we do over there. That Judd like a Hill. lot of fun. <laughs> Judd Love massages. Yeah, pick up, pick our up ladies. <laughs> so th- that's what's going on at our place. That's Sunday, February sixteenth, from noon to. Th- <clears throat> I've got ahead of myself. I'm excited about this. <laughs> From noon to 2.30 at the winery on Silverado Trail, tickets are $45 a person, unless you happen to be a wine club member, in which case you get in complimentary admission. Uh, if you'd like to come, you can call the winery at 707-255-2332 and press extension 3 to talk to our wine club director, Cindy Friedman. Again, February 16th at Judd's Hill. There will be um, wine, food, music, dancing, massages. Pickups. Pickups, <laughs> all with a healthy portion of Judd, Judd. Love. Oh, yeah, Judd Love. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, once again, if you'd like to come, 707-255-2332. We'll look forward to seeing you there. It's going to be tons of fun. 
We've got a show to do, Lauren. We do. And we have our guest. First guest of 2014. Would you like to introduce him? Sure, Judd. Crafting excellence in cocktails is the goal that he's chasing. In every mixing competition, he's always placing. Sip his drinks from a coupe, flute, or a jar for a mason. Let's toast our guest, Withrow, comma, Jason. <laughs> How about that intro? That's pretty good, man. Jason Withrow. I've definitely never had an intro like that before. So, Well, you've never been on Judd's Napa <laughs> no, Valley show before. No, I never Welcome. have. This, this is a privilege. This is what you get. We treat our folks right. I, wow. Jason Withrow, local mixological superstar. One of the few folks in the business where I know if I sit down at your bar, and I say, uh, you say, what do you have? I never tried to be that cutesy, oh, make me whatever you feel like, you know, not that type of thing. But I know if I say, make me whatever you're proud of at the moment, I will never be disappointed. In fact, I will be stunned and amazed. I have that kind of trust in you. I think you are um, one of the top mixologists here in the Valley and really that I've, I've come across, which is why I brought you here today to talk about it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. That, that means a lot. Well, it really you're does, welcome. So. It's, it's absolutely true. I mean that totally sincerely. Uh, you, well, before I get into your philosophy and everything about mixology, uh, let's let's go back to the beginning. You're a local guy. I mean, you grew up around yeah, here, Yeah, I grew right? up in Sonoma, um, mm-hmm. lived in the valley my whole entire life. My grandparents lived in Anguin for a long time, so yeah. I spent every summer uh, in between the two places, uh-huh. so I consider myself a valley boy for sure. Oh, yeah, so, definitely, definitely. I love this place. And was it something here that drew you towards... The world of cocktails rather than the world of wine, you know, which would so, be the obvious It's thing. so funny because I actually just uh, was attending college at the time and needed a job, and I went to Meadowood, mm-hmm. and I uh, was working in the banquet department. I turned 21, and they needed a bartender, oh. and they're like, hey, do you want to bartend? And I was like, <laughs> uh, okay. Sure. <laughs> you know? So you're working a wedding. There's all these people there. It's a lot of fun. And I'm really glad that I got to do it in that banquet setting first mm-hmm. because I learned timing. And that's something that I think people get um, that gets lost a lot with people who don't get to work in an environment that's really busy. The timing behind a bar, the the speed of how to pour and be able to conversate at the same time is something that a lot of people have a hard time struggling with. I think with if you don't learn how to you have 200 people coming at you at one time, Uh, you're not pouring anything spectacular, but you better be able to pour, you know, gin and tonics and, and, you know, those kind of things really, really quickly. Yeah, the wedding bars, I mean, they get slammed immediately. As soon as, you know, you hear that I now pronounce you or mazel tov or whatever the word is, boom, folks run to the bar. They're coming right at you and you better be ready and you better ready to go. So Yeah, and it's obvious that you learned that skill of, of timing and talking because you, you're really good at that. I mean, to me, that's like a multitasking thing. I, if I'm making even something simple like a, like a, a gin and tonic, you know, if, and somebody wants to ask me questions while I'm you know, squeezing the lime, I, 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 can, can you hold on a second? Let me just uh, stir this, you know. But you are a pro, man. You're making conversation with this person. You're taking an order over here while you're still pouring a drink. It's, you know, I think the multitasking aspect of it is it's really hard. You don't realize how much you have to do and be thinking about I mean, you're not even just thinking about what you're doing right at that moment. You have to be thinking about, okay, well, I'm doing this right now. I have to do that next and after that. So you're thinking 
two, three, four steps ahead at some times and conversating sure. at the same time. So it's it's an interesting element of the bartending world that you don't necessarily always get. But you have no, to be able to do it. it. You always have to, you have to be able to do it, especially if you want to exceed at the craft. Yeah, you have to be able to multitask. And you you know, I go places all the time, being a lover of the cocktail and things like that. Mm-hmm. I always kind of go to other bars and see what they're doing. And you can tell somebody who doesn't necessarily have that skill and they you know you you really are like come on man like let's go i, I you got this you got this you can up your game a little well, yeah. there's something so. to that you know it's not at least to me it's not just about making great drinks i mean that is if i'm sitting at a table somewhere to me that's really all i care yeah, about if the absolutely. drink shows up and it's great but if i'm sitting at a bar you know, I'm, I'm interested in what's going on. I like to find out. I try not to be annoying and insert myself too much, but I might ask a question here, too, about what's happening. And, you know, those are the bartenders that I really, you know, gravitate to who can do a great job mixing the drink but also be a host at well, the same time. And that's the beauty of the bar. There's something about sitting at a bar that's different because mm-hmm. the level of not only community but interaction is more on a level plane. Where, you know, you go to a table and you're sitting down and your server comes and they're standing up and you're sitting down and there's there's this uh, difference. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, 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 there's more formality where you can sit down at the bar and you got your, you know, it's a friend level. It's a one-on-one communication. You're like, you're there to experience a different element of a restaurant or a bar mm-hmm. or whatever by sitting at the bar. So if you're not being able to carry that, uh, relationship and interaction on as a bartender, people realize that really quickly. I mean, you can tell really fast if this is going to be a fun bar experience. <laughs> or you're like, I'm going to sit here forever and wait for my yeah. cocktail. Yeah, and the so, guy or woman, whoever's yeah. behind the bar, is usually a little grumpy at <laughs> <Yeah>. that point. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's got as much personality as a wet sponge right now. So yeah, not so fun. That's no. when you just get a table and yeah. But you know, best. that's one of those things that you know I've been doing this for a long time now. I was counting them up and I think I'm behind a restaurant bar about 10 and a half years yeah um bartending overall probably about 13 mm. so it, you know you break it down and and that's one of those things i had a manager one day go to me i was i was upset angry at the world like i didn't want to make anybody any drinks and he goes up to me and he pulls me aside he goes look mate you have to have a job and you'd be lucky that you have this one Mm-hmm. And just so you know, you're going to make a whole heck of a lot more money and a lot more people happy if you're happy. And he's like, nobody wants to come in here and deal with your problems. You need to just buck it up, smile, get going. And, like, you realize once you change your attitude that more people will come in to see you, which equals more money for you, which equals a better time for them. And they'll come back and they'll send more people in. That and manager was, was kind of like, right. I just, it was one of those epiphanies that, like, that day changed my bartending like i hands down that manager still a a really good friend of mine was still like okay that was the day that was the day that it really changed for me like that was the day i think i started to take it in a different direction it wasn't just a job anymore like this is going to be a career for me this is something that i'm going to do for a long time to make you know ends me take care of me and my family do mm-hmm. those kind of things so it must have sunk in i've never seen you outwardly in a bad mood ever <laughs> you in, caught uh, me on good nights well no I'm no just no no and i know but. we're all humans so we don't all have you know we're not happy all the time but um you show at least put out there that you are and so it's always fun to be at your bar it's fun to sit with you you're always smiling 
you've got a good story, you've got good rapport. So it's certainly appreciated. That manager was right on the money. Yeah. You know, if you're happy or at least seemingly happy, you know, whatever's going on inside, you know, it, don't share that no. with your <laughs> customers. Just I mean, be it, happy though. You know, and, and it's like you almost have you you need to to a point though, because it makes them like that's one of the things that I feel like I've been able to develop with a lot of the guests is a personal relationship mm-hmm. where they, you know, even though I might not be outwardly upset, they can kind of be like, oh, Jason's not 100% on his game and they'll ask me. And so it's like I know that about them, too. So there's this. Yeah, you know, you've already established yeah, that relationship. Yeah. But if you're doing that as your first impression. Yeah, you're, you're going downhill fast after yeah. that. So this really has led somewhere. Um, you've made a you've made a career out of it. You Absolutely, know, become very well known here in Napa Valley, and now it seems beyond. You've uh, Lauren mentioned in the intro about cocktail competitions, and I've seen you in many, and I've even had the honor to be on the judging panel of at least one of them, which we can talk about in a minute. But uh, have you found that including yourself and winning all these awards has drawn more people? to your bar? Is it a good PR thing for you? Are you finding you're more in demand? Are you now being asked to be um, a a representative of Napa Valley's cocktail scene? Um, Yes and no. Yeah. I mean, yes, I think I've kind of backed off of doing the competitions. It was something that I did right at the beginning of taking over the bar at Red to get my name out there to really start getting what I was doing on the map. Mm-hmm. Now, as I'm getting to the point where I feel comfortable with what I'm at, I feel for me, I get so invested in my cocktails. Yeah. I get so, it's such a passion. It's my artistic release. It's, it's the thing that I do. So if I go to a competition and I put my cocktail out there and it doesn't get received <laughs> in the way that I want it to, um, like it really takes its toll on me. And I, sure. It happened once or twice at a contest, and I was like, I can't do this anymore. It's too stressful. It's too stressful. Well, but it's like really it. done, you know, it's really done a lot for me. It's really helped me understand the process, and I got to judge one, yeah. which was even more motivating and inspiring because you see what the others are doing, mm-hmm. and then you know what you want to see out of those cocktails. Oh, okay. And then the ones that you really want to do well, you're like, oh, that just miss the mark a minute and then the ones that you're like oh well there's got a and it's like wow that was really great so to understand how i think was something for me that really that was a turning point for me but i've enjoyed the competitions they've been a lot of fun you know they've really helped get my name out there for sure um you know now i think it's just finding the things that can get my name out there in the industry more than with the public because i feel like i the name, like you said, the reputation I have in Napa is is growing tremendously, and it's it is seeping out in the Bay Area. <laughs> I mean, you know, you have people come up from you know uh, San Jose, and they're like, "Are you Jason?" And it's like, "Yes," and they're like, "Oh, my friend from here told me to do this," or you know, "Or oh, this restaurant told me to go here," or "This winery person told me to go here." So that's really cool. So now it's to go and get that industry recognition at the next level Mm -hmm. where you go and you're going to these seminars and things where you're all surrounded by professionals where they're like hey that's jason from red all right right. we know what he's doing up there that's red that's good that's that's great and you're 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 flying to la is that what you said before the next week 
What, what, what's happening? Uh, it's called the Golden State of Cocktails. It's the first cocktail seminar, I guess is the best way to put it, yeah. um, in California. They do one in, in New Orleans every year called Tales of the Cocktail, and it's huge. Oh, it's, that's more than a seminar. Yeah. That's, a, that's a multi-day yeah. series of events. So it's, it's kind of like that. They're trying to bring that into California because California hasn't had anything like that. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, they do classes on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And it was really interesting because I thought I was just signing up for industry passes. And I get this email back. Hey, congratulations. You've been selected to oh. be an intern and come and work the event with us. And I was like, mm, that's kind of cool. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. How can I not do that? So there's your reputation, yeah. reputation preceding you. And so I'm going to go down and participate in that. And, you know, it's scary, too, because you're like, wow, I'm, OK, this is the ground floor. Get in on the ground floor, get to meet some people, make some connections, get, see what, you know, show them what's up in the Napa Valley. That's right. We got it going on up here. I, you we know, do. the, the mixology scene, cocktail scene. It's going strong up here. So now we got to get some recognition in the rest of the country and bring them up and say, hey, you know. Don't not, don't only come see me at Red, but see all the other mixologists we got going on. There's some amazing, amazing talent here. Well, let's so. talk about that. I had that as something I wanted to bring up, so let's get to it. I had the pleasure of joining you one night a while back on a little Napa bar hop. The two of us kind of went around, and it was like being with a superstar walking into bars with you. It was like, <laughs> hey, everybody, like, stopped everything, and, you know, Jason's here, and let me show you this, and let me make you this, and... Man, I was happy to be uh, along for the ride. So, who, well, we can go over where we went that night, or if you want to talk about some folks who you really sure. respect, or I mean, you know, I, I okay. I, here, here's the question. Here's the question. Hi, Jason. I just got into town, and um, I've heard about you. You're a great cocktail maker. Sitting here at your bar, I'm very much enjoying this beverage. Um, where else should I go right now? Who who should I ask for? So, if you're cocktail wise. You Goose and Gander, you got to go see the boys at Goose and Gander. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, Scott and Michael, they're doing amazing things up there, and I'm really, you know, they're they're pushing me. They're they're the two that I try to up against because I know their talent level is pretty high. Okay, so, and their you know innovation is really high too. Um, the boys down at uh, the Thomas uh, Fagiani's at the Thomas, I think Andrew, Andrew especially yeah. is doing really really amazing things. Um, you know, he's somebody I had before I got this show. I was substituting for a uh, chef, Greg Cole, who had this time slot and I brought Andrew on. This has got to be a year or more ago at this point. But uh, uh, we had a lot of fun talking to him about crafting cocktails in wine country. And he, he's very impressive. He he takes it to a whole academic level. You know, I've, I I respect how he takes it seriously. Like this is like you. It, this is his career. He takes it very seriously without being overly serious. Yeah. But I asked him a question once about Bloody Marys, and I got a I got a email back that if I printed it would have been you know maybe two three pages single spaced, and and it was all really interesting stuff that he'd really had thought out very well. So impressive. Sorry to no, no interrupt, but, but I, I just wanted to agree with you. He's and he had and he had. I mean that night when we went out, he had the drink of the night. That uh, that. Angostura bitter fizz flip thing, <laughs> man. I mean, still like, whenever I, I think about it, I'm like, dude, can you just make me that again? Have you gone back? I keep uh, meaning to go back for another. I, one. I've had it once or twice, and it's just wow. as good as it was before. So, and it's something you never think about. You know, you, I would have never thought about using the Angostura bitters as the base of a cocktail, the main and, ingredient, yeah, the main ingredient, the base spirit in the cocktail. And he busted that out. And I was like, wow, that was, that was pretty spectacular, man. It was delicious. So he, he got inspired. I think that might've been an old, from an old 
yeah book or yeah uh, or I think it's from there's a book called Bitters, yeah. so, and and they teach you how to make your own bitters and stuff, and then they have some pretty. Uh, classic and innovative bitter cocktails and that was one in there that after he told me that i was like i went back and looked at it thank you for fizz yeah right? yeah, yeah. Oh, it, was good. it was great where do you find that you draw much of your inspiration um comes from all over the place really uh i can't say there's one particular avenue of inspiration uh, a lot of it is classics i really enjoy the classics and making plays off of them um there's a reason that these are classics you know these cocktails they're few ingredients they're done really well they're balanced they're delicious you know these these have been around for ages for a Mm -hmm. reason um and i really enjoy doing plays off of those where people can look at a cocktail and go huh that looks like uh manhattan but it's not all right cool (laughs) <laughs> I'll try that. And then they're like, wow, that was amazing. And it's like, you you know, I really enjoy that. Um, seasonal fruit, you know, I think that especially being in this valley, being such a food-driven area and so close to so much good produce and restaurants and everything like that, if you're not keeping it seasonal and fresh and you're not basing it off of what they're using – then you're losing out behind the bar because you have access to some of the best produce and the best available ingredients. And to be able to integrate those into cocktails is huge. I think that's a huge inspiration for me. So, And how, what's it take to write a menu? When you, how often do you change your menu now that you're at, you're at red currently? Yeah. How often does the menu change there? You the know, cocktail it's, menu. It's funny because it's about, um, I, I'm looking back over the last couple of years and it's about a month. Like really like monthly month and a half, you know, four to six weeks is when I change it. And what's it take to change? How do you write a cocktail menu? Obviously using these seasonal ingredients is big for you. That's big for me. Um, whatever I've felt inspired. I read a lot. I go, go through a lot of different cocktail books, go online, go to different websites and things like that. So just kind of whatever has inspired me and how I can twist it in my own. Yeah. Um, Whenever I get bored of making something, to be completely honest with you. <laughs> Change it out. It's like, I hate making this drink. I don't want to make it anymore. This stuff's gone. I'm out. Like, let's, I got to do something fresh. So. so, And what's a research and development session like when you're, <laughs> and can I come? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You there, pour down a lot of, pour stuff down the drain as you're? Um, not as much as people would think. I, yeah, I do. But is that because I, you're just that good? You no, can nail it stop, on the first couple stop, tries? Or? Stop. No. Um, I think it's because I think about the process enough beforehand to understand what's going to taste good together. Try not to throw things together that won't taste good because, I mean, yeah, there are definitely ones I throw down the drain that I don't like that I'm like, wow, that was really, really bad. But there's enough of it that you can save it. And so a lot of the times I'll take the drink that I've made and instead of dumping it, add a little bits and pieces oh, to okay. see what, how this or how that will affect it. Right. So then it's like, okay, well, now I can save this and then I'll make the other one the finished product. But I don't know. Research and development's fun. That's yeah. the best part of the whole job. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> we got to take a quick break. Cool. We'll be back with Jason Withrow, bar manager up at Red in Yontville, master mixologist. We'll be back with more of Judd's Napa Valley Show right after these messages. Everyone's a Finkel friend on Judd's Napa Valley Show. 
So a radio talk show host walks into a bar. Bartender asks, hey, man, what radio show do you want to listen to? Radio talk show host says, turn to 1440 KVON for Judd's Napa Valley Show. <laughs> that's awesome and so nice. appropriate. Lauren, <laughs> that's why we have you, man. You are the consummate pro because we have a master bartender with us. Today, Jason Withrow, bar, bar manager, bar and manager, tender mixologist. Tender mixologist. What, what is the phrase? Oh, but, well, let me just finish that thought of red in Yonville, so people want to come sit with Thank you, you, as Thank I you. recommend they all do when they want a good drink. Um, but mixologist, bartender, what's? I don't know. That's a tough question because I consider myself a bartender, but yeah. I know that I'm getting out there in the mixologist aspect of it. Uh-huh. So I, it's something that I've had to grow to understand and accept. Because yeah. it's such a widely used term, and I and I kind of feel like anybody that stands behind the bar, if you know how to make a drink, is a mixologist. I right. mean, I, you're a mixologist. You study the art of mixing drinks. You might not stand behind a bar professionally, but you understand how to make a good daiquiri like we were talking about earlier or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So in a way, you're a mixologist just because you don't necessarily create cocktails or those kind of things. I don't know. You're still a mixologist. You study the art of mixing drinks. So, so you're not going to spit in someone's drink if they call you a bartender oh, no, I have versus more re- a mixologist. No, I have more respect for the alcohol than that. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and you used to do this gig, too. You used to be in radio. You know, I have to say thank you for having me back on because this is like... This this is bringing up some awesome memories for me. The, being behind a mic, and I spent a good two years of my life doing this. And what, what were you doing, and where were you? Uh, I was a uh, on air morning DJ at KMMT in uh, Mammoth Lakes, California. No kidding. All up and down the three ninety five, man. Oh yeah. So, so we were talking about hitting the snow and how there isn't much right now. Yeah. So, so were you there? You I, grew up here, but what brought I, you there to, I, to ski, to well, snowboard, you know, to do a DJ? It was, it was just one of those like I. I went to broadcasting school in Huntington Beach, California, <laughs> okay. and I got an on-air job, and that was where oh. it sent me, and it worked out perfectly. You know, I was on the air till noon. I'd go snowboard till 3. I'd come <laughs> back to the station, put in all the music and the liners and everything like that. I had a blast, but little did you know at that moment in time, <laughs> money wasn't so good. <laughs> and, 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 uh, things you know. haven't changed much. No. <laughs> all right, I'm putting you on the spot. Okay. KMMT? Yeah. Give it to me. Give me the rap right now. Okay, uh... 1053 KMMT bringing you today's hottest hits all the way up and down the 395. This is J Dub bringing it to you live in the morning. Oh, J Dub. J Dub. J Dub. The dubs. Love, yeah, I, I, I love it. <laughs> that was on the spot, man. That was <laughs> just like making a drink. I'd say, what are you proud of? Yeah. And you hit me on the spot. Thank you for that. Of course. Can we use that drop sometime? Please. All right. Please. Can you give me a Judd's Napa Valley show? Yeah. Judd's Napa Valley show live on Kavon, 1440 AM. Well, give me that. This is oh, J-Dub. This is J-Dub. <laughs> okay, yeah, fine, sorry, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We'll work it out. We'll work it out. We'll work it out. We'll work it out. So <laughs> Red is where you're working right now. Yes. Popular restaurant in the Valley. Six and a half years I've been there. It's fantastic. Um, if I get a rare night out, one of the things I like to do... Uh, my wife and I will head down. We'll sit with you. Uh, sometimes we'll just kind of start there, have a drink, have a little nibble. Then we'll kind of do a walking tour of Yontville and repeat, you know, <laughs> the experience. <laughs> but sometimes we just don't get up again. And it's not because the drinks are just so powerfully knocked us off. We're just enjoying it so much. So, um, and we've been there when it's just been, you know, crazy, busy. It was a bit of a slower all around the valley a few weeks ago, and you're sort of looking around. 
and I didn't know if that meant um, it's an easier night for you. What do you enjoy? What makes a good night for you? Do you like being slammed? Do you like a little slower pace? Or maybe that has nothing to do with the quality of the evening for you. What What's a good night for you behind the bar? Uh, you know, it depends a lot. I think a lot of it has to do with the guests at the bar. I think a lot of it has to do with their involvement in what's going on. I think a lot of it has to do with... Uh, speed of the night you know there's nights you come into work and you just feel like you're walking in mud and i hate those nights where mm. it's like there's people there but you're not really doing anything and you're kind of just standing around i like being busy if i'm at work i want to be busy i want to be slinging i want to be talking to people i want to be shaking drinks i want to be doing my thing um but at the same time, you know, there's some nights where you come in and it's slow but you have these people who've heard about you or you know they're interested in cocktails and they've never heard about you they just walk in and they yeah. they love what you're doing and they're like oh i really like this kind of spirit and to be able to kind of like take them on a little cocktail journey is really fun for me right. i love that because you know to be able to teach people in a way that helps them understand like i've got to do this with you and you know your little society and stuff Boom, uh, friends of art and yeah. yeah you know that's been really fun for me is because i take my craft seriously and to be able to educate people on the different spirits on the different cocktails of the spirits the ghost side of things like it's been really fun and to be able to have some random person walk in and just be like you know this cocktail looks really good but what else do you have or those kind of things that's really fun for me to kind of take them on a little bit of a, a learning journey, I guess I like to call it, where you're like, okay, what, what spirit do you like? Well, I like whiskey. Boom. Got it. Do you want citrus? Do you not want citrus? Right. Boom. Got it. And next thing you know, four drinks down the line, they're like, dude, I got to stop. <laughs> I got to stop. So. I, I've seen you do the opposite where you've had people, this is not behind the bar because you wouldn't give somebody the, something they didn't like you know, at the bar, but at Foam, our, our cocktail appreciation Guild, you've been a presenter a couple times, and last time you did an evening of gins, and there were several people there who kind of sworn off gin, did not like gin, and you converted 100%. Well, it, I think it's one of those things, too, where a lot of people had bad experiences in the past with a certain spirit. So maybe it was college, or maybe it was, you know, they drank too much of bathtub gin out of grandma's <laughs> plastic, you know, like Seagram's container when they were younger or whatever, and so they have this predisposed kind of horrible idea of yeah. what this spirit is where if done in the right aspect cocktails are great with it you know like uh, you can you can make some cocktails that people i mean i've made cocktails for people and they're like i don't this is gin well, i would have never gin ever tasted there's really no one gin flavor depending no. on the bottling it can yeah. have different flavor profiles yeah. so it's great that you can f open folks eyes to that um okay the inverse to what makes a great night Got any war stories? Some horror oh, story? Man. Too many to count. You've been doing this a long time. A long time. Alcohol know, involved. People, people just partaking too much, not being able to handle it. We had one lady who, man, I don't know what she was on. She had one cocktail with us and just lost her marbles. A group comes in and talking about how much, like, you know, her boyfriend and this and that. Next thing you know, she's yelling and cussing up a storm at us. Wow. At the people next to her finally gets up and walks out the door, and everybody in the restaurant starts clapping that she <laughs> left. I mean, just standing up clapping. You'd see all kinds of things. You, you know, you, you kind of just kind of roll with the punches a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, I think people that are disrespectful are the worst. That makes a bad night for me, where they come in and they talk to you like, 
you know, you're standing behind a bar, or you're their server, so you must not know anything. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? I do this because I really enjoy it, and I do really well in my living, and I can almost guarantee you that I probably do better at you that like at this than you do in your job. And just because you've never had the, you know, wherewithal to know what it's like to have to interact with people, you know, you, you get people like we had a guy come in on Saturday night who was asking for our our, our stemware. To and keep, yeah, it's not take. even logo or no. Oh you know. no, it's you know it's it's read nice Riedel yeah. glasses, and he, our other bartender was like, yeah, but we're gonna charge you for them. He's like, ah, what? We can't just take them. And it's like, <laughs> no. What world do you come from that you just can take stuff for free? And then he and was, these bar stools. Are you gonna be using these yeah, later? Because they look great in my like, condo. Excuse yeah. me, where do you work so I can come and just start taking stuff off of your desk? Like. <laughs> Have you had to deal with the SantaCon? I know Yonko oh, man. has the folks that dress up like Santa. Four years go, running. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. What's that like when a hundred drunken Santas come in? Nuts. Yeah? Nuts. I mean, <laughs> this, year, it, this year was crazy because it was probably triple what they did last year. Because last year was a little rainy and cold. This year, oh. it was sunny and beautiful. And, man, I got there early knowing that SantaCon was coming. Yeah, SantaCon was coming to town, right? <laughs> Unintended. Sorry. And then uh, the trolley pulls up and just this wave of Santas. And luckily, like 95% of them are cool. So they understand. They know that they're they're slamming you. They know you're getting busy. You get those 5% that are just like, oh, I need a drink. I need a drink. And then they throw down. And, you know, it's just one of those things where the majority of them are cool. It's fun. It gets you busy. You make a, you know, you make a good amount of money in Santa's a short amount tippers. of time. And generally, yeah, yeah. like that 95% are really good. <laughs> it's 5% you know, bad Santas. Yeah. <laughs> Which I actually not that bad of a percentage if you go no. and think about it. That sounds but pretty good. No, it's fun, man. They, they're, they're cool. Luckily, they're all locals. And so they all get it. And, you know, majority of them have been in the bar beforehand and yeah. the ones that hadn't were like dude we're coming back this was awesome That's thanks good. so much so you know you definitely make some new guests out of it and it's fun <laughs> I, you know. i'll have to show up one of these days just to see what that's all it's, about it's nuts so what are locals speaking some we have some local santas what about other locals is there something that locals tend to drink i mean wine of course yeah is what we're known for here in the valley but as far as cocktails is there something let me put it this way the vintner customers that you have do you notice that they skew towards a certain type of cocktail over another do they like things that are more layered and complex like like maybe a you know a wine that they might like like some people with sophisticated palates for wine like layers and complexity do they like that in cocktails or do you find vintners like just give me a cold cold gin and it's interesting because i think a lot of it depends on the generation they come from mm, okay i think a lot of it um you know i think a lot of the younger generation of winemakers do enjoy that complex see what you're doing kind of with the mixology aspect i know a lot of the the more experienced vintners i'll say just they like their vodka rocks or their gin martinis or you know they're, they're pretty specific to what they like um because i think they've developed that over time and mm. it's like I just want this. I want to cleanse my palate. I just want to be good to go. I don't want to have to worry about all the frill and the other things. But you you see, I don't think it, there's any one particular um, category that people do it under. I think a lot, you know, a lot of them at that time, they're, they don't want to necessarily have a lot of cocktails because they may have been other places or doing their things. So they kind of maintain a little bit. Mm. Um, you know, I just. So we're really not that much different than the general population. No, no. 
No, no. Except you're a lot more fun to wait on and take care of. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> locals are the best, man. Yeah. Like seriously, I we do a Red does a really great, great local business. I mean, you you know, you could sit down at the bar and you never know who you're gonna sit next to, sitting next to you, sitting next to Ray Corson of Elise sure. or you know, like uh, uh Elias Hernandez of Schaefer. Like these are guys that come in and they hang out and you know, you, people are sitting down and you're like, Oh, that's so and so. Oh my goodness. And so now there's this whole vibe of connection and you got the locals talking to the tourists and there's mm-hmm. just this community vibe at the bar at red which is unlike anything i've seen at a lot of other places yeah so. you developed a great following uh with the locals of course the restaurant gets great press anyway so you know visitors have read about it and they want to they come eat but the the locals know it's a great place to hang a local recommendation is the best way we do our business i mean i i swear we get more people that say we had so-and-so server from this restaurant or so-and-so uh tasting room worker from this winery or so-and-so uh, hotel worker we all told us we got to go sit at the bar at Red and we got to ask for you or we have to ask for Mason or we have to have the pork buns or we got to do this <laughs> or that or the other thing so very cool what are you hoping to do I mean this is your career where do you want to take it you know I'd really like to have my own spot to be completely honest with you yeah. I would like to be able to have a place that I could take what the ideas of cocktails that I have and execute them in a way that's not doing 200 covers a night. Mm. I mean, you know, it's one of those things to be able to handcraft a cocktail from beginning to end is something that's really, really fun for me. And to be able to do it in an environment where people will wait 10 minutes for a cocktail, you know, where you're hand whipping that cream to go on top oh, of yeah. of a Irish coffee or, you know, you're you're doing those kind of just take it to that next level to get that craft cocktail the whole entire way where somebody's like, how do you do that? It's like, just drink it. I'm not going to tell you how I do it because that's my <laughs> secret, you know, just, just enjoy, just enjoy. But to have that cocktail bar, because I feel like Napa is one of those places that you're going and you're having world-class dining. You stay in world-class hotels and we're getting to a point that there's world-class cocktails, oh, but sure. to have a place at the end of the night that there's a world-class cocktail bar, I don't see that yet, and I think I think there's an opportunity for that, and uh, hopefully, you know, get some wheels turning. And okay, you know, I, I'm at Red, so if anybody out there understands, no. that's right. <laughs> Let's get the word out. Anybody looking to invest a few bucks in a top-notch cocktail-focused uh, palace of deliciousness uh, <laughs> with like J Dub at the I helm? Like that. Uh, stop palace of deliciousness. Yeah. There, I just came up with the name of your joint. Uh, stop by the bar at red. All right. So if somebody, of course you never want to overserve, but if, if you have, or if somebody happens to just do it on their own at home, perhaps the next morning, not feeling so hot, what do you recommend? What's the J dub hangover? Oh, J dub hangover cure. For me personally, it's Mountain Dew and a hamburger. Okay. Very here to that's, hear. That's, that's me. That's me. But, <laughs> Okay, next Maybe question. Maybe a shot of Fernet. Maybe a shot of Fernet oh, yeah. in there, too. <laughs> oh, you know how much I really enjoy drinking? I hate, I mean, I hate being drunk, but I do enjoy drinking. And I'll, I'm open. I drink about anything. But that is one thing I cannot get past my lips is the Fernet Bronco. It's so funny, man, because the first four or five times I had it, I thought the same thing. I'm like, oh, this is horrible. Why would you ever do this to me? And now it's one of those. We, we were in Vegas, and we sat down, and the guy saw my Giants hat, and he goes, oh, are you guys from San Francisco? It's like, yeah. And he goes, oh, well, I have these other bartenders from San Francisco. They drink this Fernet Bronca, oh, yeah. and we're like, you have it? And the guy's <laughs> like, yeah, we stayed at that bar for a while. So It's, it's, uh, 
it's 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 tough. It's big in San Francisco. Quick questions. Um, I don't normally crowdsource questions. You posted on your Facebook page that you were going to be in here today, and someone wrote, uh, "Are you going to tell them that you make mad amounts of GF juice, grapefruit juice?" And I didn't. I don't know what that means. I didn't realize I squeezed that much grapefruit juice. I didn't know if that was like something kind of like naughty or okay. okay, Grapefruit juice. Thank you. We could be Uh, something else. New law in California about wearing gloves for bartenders. What's the story? I don't know. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, I don't know yet. We don't know. No. Okay. I, I, we'll get back to that yeah, one. We'll get back to that okay, one. Okay. In we'll, that we'll, case, a much more important question I have to ask you right now. J-Dub, Jason Withrow, bar manager, mixologist, bartender, currently, and have been for how many years? Six and a half at Red Restaurant? Six and a half at Red. Yeah. Red in Yonville. Do you go nuts for donuts? Yes. Okay. Today's your lucky day. Got a box of donuts here. Oh no! Pick one of those. Make it snappy. We're what? short on time. Maple old fashioned going Again. on a spree <laughs> with that maple old fashioned. People love that. You're sitting in Napa Valley eating a maple old fashioned donut. What are you mixing up to go with that? Oh, that's easy. Okay. It's a rye whiskey, a verna, orange bitters, and a dash of simple syrup with a flamed orange peel. Oh my God! What do you call that? On the mark. Okay. Sounds good. (laughs) And now it's time to play everyone's favorite party game here on Judd's Napa Valley Show. This is Mad Libs. That's right. Can I call you J-Dub? I can't stop calling you J-Dub. All right. It feels feels more comfortable that way. (laughs) I think you know how this works, sir. I am going to ask you to fill in some blanks. It's the old party game. If you know your uh, parts of speech, grammar, all that good stuff. You'll have no problems. Sounds good. All right, you're nibbling on a donut. The sugar's got your juices flowing. Are you ready to play? I'm ready. I will need a plural noun. Girls. Wow, that came quickly. Oh, my goodness. That was right on on the the tip of your tongue. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. An adjective. An adjective. Yes. Mm, Hot girls. (laughs) <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Right on, Jason. High five. <laughs> Lauren's in on that. So we're going hot. hot. Yeah, hot. Hot is yeah. the adjective. Okay. This is fun, isn't it? That is, okay. This is fun. A verb. A verb. Hmm. How about swim? Swim. Okay. Good one. Swim. Another adjective? Another adjective. Yeah. Uh, slimy. <laughs> slimy. Okay, slimy it is. Since we're on a roll with that, let's ask you for yet another adjective. Rowdiest. Okay, now, rowdiest. You were talking the other night. You had a rowdy person come in. <laughs> Was that the rowdiest person you ever had come in? Do you have another no. anecdote about rowdiness? No, we've definitely... Rowdy is something that you get for sure. You've had a couple celebrities that were really, really rowdy. I won't say their names, but former baseball player was just out of control. Really? Oh, yeah. What'd you have to yeah. do? Did you have to 86? Like, uh, you're you, out of here? Get the umpire well, in? We, we, luckily, he 86 himself pretty quickly, so we didn't really have to do that, but... It was it was bad. It was have, bad. Have you ever had to act as bouncer anywhere you've worked? Um, no. I, I, being being in a restaurant setting, you kind of learn to do it in a way that you don't have to bounce people. Mm. You know, you just kind of basically be like, "Yeah, I'm not serving you anymore." And then the ones that are drunk enough to argue with you, you know, you made the right call. Right. A sober person will just leave. Right. They'll be like, "Well." Forget this. I'm out. Right. I'll so. go to the next place. Yeah. Okay. I was just curious. Okay. To recap so far, plural noun, girls, adjective, hot, verb, swim, adjective, slimy, adjective, rowdiest, and finally, a plural noun. Warriors. 
w- war- oh, warriors. 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 Yeah. Got it. Okay. Warriors. Like we are warriors behind the bar. Come out to play. All right. Jason Withrow, master mixologist, DJ J Dub. You know that's going to catch on. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You sent me a little bit of biographical information while I was prepping for this show, and you've just rewritten a portion of it via Mad Libs. (laughs) This is going to be good. (laughs) I know. I'm excited. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. So uh, you were talking about why you enjoy making drinks. Here we go. The creation of the girls is one of the most fun things that I do. <laughs> you can laugh. He's, his head is back. You can, be, you can laugh out loud. It's okay. I, I will laugh like, out okay. loud. Just... I mean, you were stifling, but that's good. To be able to create something that others enjoy is a pretty hot experience. <laughs> Living in the Napa Valley has provided me with opportunities to swim in contests, use slimy ingredients, <laughs> be surrounded by some of the rowdiest food on the planet, Amazing talent and gain inspiration from other warriors. Yeah, Nicely awesome. done, sir. Make that, that the was... Golden State Warriors. Yeah, the Warriors behind the bar. Which we'll see you at the Golden State Warriors March 9th, Lauren. That's You're right. You're going to be singing. We'll see Jason Withrow behind the bar at Red uh, Wednesday through yeah, the Wednesday Sunday. through Saturday. Saturday. Excuse yeah, me. Tuesdays are questionable right now, oh. but during busy season, Tuesday through Saturday. Awesome. So great. Thanks for, for sure. joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is Lauren Mall speaking for Judd's Napa Valley Show, a Gillamar production. Epilogue. During the show, you heard Jason talk about how he was going to Los Angeles for the big cocktail symposium. And a few days later, just before I was about to post this particular podcast, well, this happened. Amazing to be there. I'm in the grocery line getting a... Getting checked out here, and who do I who do I see right behind me? It's it's Jason. You've just returned from Los Angeles. We were talking about this on the air. How how was it? Great. It was amazing to be around like minds that think about cocktails and stuff all the time. It was a party and a half. That's an understatement. That's an understatement. It was like eighteen parties and a half. So, did you make an impression over there? Uh, yeah, being the only one from Napa Valley, I think I made an impression. A good one, hopefully. <laughs> I'm sure you represented us well. Did you get to enjoy any fine cocktails? Uh, I enjoyed way too many fine cocktails throughout the week. Some of uh, L.A.'s cocktail scene is really, really cool. It's Friday right now. You got back when? I just got into town, and I left on Sunday, and I don't think I've been sober since. So, <laughs> well, I'm glad you had a good time. Thanks for representing. Yeah, of course. My pleasure. That's Napa Valley Show.